Hey, 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 happy March 8th, Tuesday. A life of purpose is a life worth living. Purpose is the opposite of depression. I would love to chat with you about my month in Europe, my month in Holland. I was there for my father who got sick, who ended up passing away at 90. Um, the reason I started this podcast is not because I want to say, hey, look at me. I really started this podcast because I want you to stop waiting for things to be perfect. I want you to come with me and let's figure this out together. And what are we all waiting for? You know, let's live now in the present. And my father always said growing up, whenever I said, oh, Papa, let's schedule a vacation. Let's, you know, pick some dates. And he always says, no, it's not that time yet. It's not there yet. We'll figure it out when it's there. But it was never that time. It was never there. It was never the right time. And all my life, that's what I heard him say. And when I got old enough, when I became an adult, I realized that if I want things to happen, I cannot rely on other people. I cannot wait for other people to be ready. You just got to go forward. You just got to take that step. And actually, sometimes it wasn't just a step. It wasn't just a baby step. It was a leap. Sometimes I had to take that leap of faith. And it hasn't been easy. I mean, looking at my life now as an outsider in, I would agree. My life looks pretty much perfect. But you don't see the behind-the-scenes struggles. And that's what I want to share with you, the behind-the-scenes struggles. That it started out that I believe my crap was placed in the wrong place. I was obviously born and raised in Holland, the Netherlands. And my parents already had my sister. And my sister said, I want a baby sister. And then my parents said, okay, let's make that dream come true. And I did not want to come. So they actually had to do the hanky-panky on schedule. And finally, I came like four and a half years later. You know, I'm four and a half years younger than my older sister. And I was always my mother's favorite, my father's favorite. I was the apple of their eye. I could do no wrong. But I was also a butterfly. I wanted more out of life. I didn't want to just stay in the area where I was born. I didn't want to just like fall in love and get married and have children and stick with one job. I wanted to live life. I wanted to taste life. I wanted to experience life. And I didn't really think about the 
problems what can come with it. So, for example, I was watching a lot of TV, like we all do when we are young, right? And I remember watching Dallas, Dynasty, Beverly Hills, 90210, and I was like, okay, I will move to America. And it wasn't easy, but I'm here. And every day I look at that American flag and I'm so proud that I pushed through, that I didn't give up, I didn't give in, I didn't listen to rules and regulations. And when I say rules and regulations, I will never hurt anyone, but sometimes I do believe that some rules and regulations are meant to be bent a tiny bit. So I remember buying the newspaper in Holland and finding a nanny job, an au pair job, moved to America. I was only allowed to stay three months. I overstayed. They caught me when I was living in Miami. I went to Puerto Rico. And I think I told you the story before, so I'm not going to go back there in that much detail. But I did end up getting deported. And then there's like five years that you were on a blacklist. And every year I went to the American Embassy in Amsterdam once I was back in Holland. And then finally they said, okay, you can go back. I went back and went back to Florida, to Miami, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale. And I was like, hmm, that's not it. Let me go elsewhere. I went to Boston. I'm like, nah, that's very European, you know, New England. Then I went to Hollywood. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is where dreams are made. (laughs) So um, from Hollywood, I went to Beverly Hills. I'm like, oh my God, the streets are so much smoother here. They must have more money here. And look at the landscaping and the houses. And oh my gosh, I was dreaming big. And I really like to up-level myself all the time. I like to dream big. I really like to jump out of bed and knowing that the world is my oyster. And I still dream big. But I also know for a fact that I made most of my dreams come true. So I'm going to keep going. And what I learned from my father, who is 90, who was 90 when he passed away, that, yeah, he always said it's not there yet. And at the end, he was fighting. He was fighting dying. He did not want to die. But he also didn't want to live because when he was alive, he was complaining a lot. He was complaining a lot that when my parents divorced, he was complaining, why did your mother leave me? And what did I do wrong? And why am I alone? And I always said the same thing to him. If you don't want to be alone, you got to work for it. And the same with everyone else. You know, the right person, your mate, your soulmate, your partner is not going to fall out of the sky, is not going to knock on your door, is not going to ring your doorbell right now. You got to work for it, like everything else in life. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have my soulmate. I wanted to have that person who has my back unconditionally. And I made that my mission. And that was a lot of work. That wasn't easy. Um, First, I remember going on a dating show on TV called The Blind Date Show. No, I did not end up in a hot tub. No, 
the guy I ended up with, an oral surgeon, did not, no, he, wait, he did stay over, but we didn't do the hanky-panky. Um, I do not believe in that. So we did end up dating for like a year and a half. So it was a good match. And yes, we were on TV on the Blank Date show with um, uh, Roger Lodge, I think was his name, the presenter, long time ago when I lived in Beverly Hills. And then I was on every dating site you can imagine. And I remember dating a guy with a glass eye, nothing wrong with that, but I didn't know what eye to look at. I remember dating a guy who obviously wasn't into women. I remember, I've been through it all. I remember one of my friends said, oh, I'm really looking for someone very skinny and you're kind of medium. I'm like, medium? So you're saying I'm fat? I'm, I'm, I'm like 5'9", 130 pounds. And actually now I'm 5'9", and almost 160 pounds. So if he thought I was fat then, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm tall and skinny or athletic. No one has ever called me fat. But, you know, words like that hurt. They really hurt and you take them with you. So the reason that I'm recording this podcast right now is that I have learned that in life, yes, you will fall and you will fail and you have to get up and you have to dust yourself off and you have to move forward because the more you dwell on the bad times, the more bad times you will attract. When I was in Holland and I didn't really want to record a podcast because I did not want to stay in that emotional roller coaster feeling. I did not want to share with you because my feelings were all over the place and also out of respect for my father, his life, his legacy, that I wanted to kind of stand still and be in the moment, be present and not be thinking of how can I add value? How can I help other people with my message? But I do believe that we all have a message. I do believe that we can help other people um, by sharing our mistakes and sharing our misery because misery needs company. So I remember I got the phone call from my sister saying, Papa fell off the stairs. He's in the hospital. I don't think he's going to make it. And I said, should I get a ticket? And she said, yes. So immediately I got a ticket for the next day. And I'm not kidding. It took me 30 hours, three planes, two Ubers and a train to get there. And now you're saying, why? Why didn't you fly directly? Because I'm kind of frugal. I'm stingy. I didn't want to spend like $3,000. I could have done, I did it for $900. And I'm still proud of that. And I would still do the same because I have energy. I'm young. And I'm like, bring it on. But looking back, mm, it was hard. It was emotional. But then again, after that experience, I was like, okay, on the way back to America, I'm going to do direct. And still, I did not do direct nonstop. I still did one stop. <laughs> I went from Amsterdam to Qatar, Doha, which is kind of by Dubai. 
And that was like six hours from Amsterdam. And from there, it took me 18 hours to go back to America. And because in Dallas, there was a snowstorm. So I had to wait at the airport in Qatar for like eight hours. Yeah, it wasn't. Emotionally, I was drained. I was drained. But you learn from traveling to pivot, to adapt, and to have patience. And that's the only thing you can do. You can't be grumpy. You can't be bitchy. You can't be mean to other people because they don't know what has happened to you. They don't know what you're going through. So if you are grumpy and bitchy and angry and mean to other people, you will get more of that. So you have to snap out of that negativity as quick as you can. And that's why sleep is so important. Um, patience comes from a lot of sleep and and knowledge is power. Um, you really do need to educate your brain. You, de- you need to keep learning. And I love people who are eager to learn because after my father passed away, I was very intrigued in the brain. Um, he had an MRI done and because he had two strokes, There was really no life left. And I was reading a book. I'm still reading that book uh, on two brains. One brain um, who is not a believer, who is agnostic, and the other brain who is spiritual and religious. The brain who is spiritual and religious is a cleaner brain, and they actually can live a longer life. Why? Because we all need to believe in something. We all need a foundation and it's the same like when you have children and my baby passed away my late husband passed away at 42 um so i can't really say anything about that but i do believe that when you have children you want your children to or go to church or be a part of a religion or something bigger than them for them to believe in so they have a foundation. Uh, They have something bigger than themselves, you know what I mean? So I really do believe that we need a life of purpose um, that will be a life worth living. And then the purpose is the opposite of depression. We want to stay away from depression like the plague, you know what I mean? It's, It's so important that you keep training your brain. And I really want to share with you Um, what I go through, what I've learned, how I pivot. Um, All my life, I I was looking for this place to to live and and grow a life in like a tropical setting. I wanted to live in a place where everyone goes on vacation and I found it in California. But love took me away from California, first to New York, then to San Diego, and then... um, now to Dallas, Texas. Nothing wrong with New York, nothing wrong with San Diego, nothing wrong with Dallas, Texas. But my heart really is in California. It can even be San Diego. And I'm going back there and I'm going to make it my mission to build a life there. And even though now I'm not 26 years young, I was 26 years young when I started my journey in America. I'm 50. And I have to start again from scratch. 
but I'm going to do it because now I have the energy. And my father was an inspiration of how not to live your life. He was alone. He was totally alone. And he was angry and he was bitter and he was negative and he was not happy at all. And I learned to not want to be like that. Um, and the only person who can make me happy is me, me, myself, and I. So I'm going back to Cali. I'm going to look for a brick and mortar. I'm going to look for a place, you know, obviously with my sweet husband. My husband asked to be transferred. His company that he works for, he works for Flight Safety International as a pilot instructor. He's a private jet pilot and an instructor, and he's instructing right now pilots so he asked to be transferred to Flight Safety International in Long Beach. So I'm going ahead and I am manifesting it. I'm putting it out there. I am looking for places. I'm looking for brick and mortar. And I'm not the kind of girl who waits around because my father did that all his life, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I saw where that ended, all alone, all alone, miserable. He was so lonely. The last... I would say 20 years of his life, he was so lonely. Every day, the same thing. It was miserable. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you, come with me. Let's hold hands. Let's figure this out together. And let's make our dreams come true. So please leave a five-star review if you don't like it. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Um... Follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. Um, and let's just be friends, you know. And again, if you don't like it, don't say anything at all. But I do believe in reciprocating. So if you do shout me out, if you do share, if you leave a five-star review, let me know. And I will shout you out and I will do the same for you. So happy Tuesday. And I will continue um, my podcast because I really think that... I can help other people making their dreams come true. And at the end of the day, it's a short life. Just live the life that you want to live. Stop waiting.